episode 10 of You Shall Not Pass Go. We are your hosts, Dave and Jengis, and we are hosted on GeekAid.com. What's your geek? Welcome to the magical holiday special. That's right. We are having... I don't even know how to describe this. We're doing a roundtable discussion today. That's a good description for it, Dave. Except we're at a square table. Come on. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, with us today, we have... John. Joe. Kevin. Alex. Mike. Brian. And we are going to talk all about magic. So if you came for board games or D&D, wait till next month. <laughs> uh, I will preface just a quick thing. We just did release a couple on Earth Arcanas, but we're not talking about that. Nope, we're not going to discuss it at all. <laughs> um, but since the last time we talked, first off, happy Thanksgiving uh, to those who observe, I guess. Yes, and happy American holidays and Canadian. Because yeah. <laughs> this is our December podcast, happy holidays. Uh Commander 2016 just came out. That's right. And it has been something I've been looking forward to. We talked about it in our last podcast, and I figured this would be the perfect time for a great discussion. Um, something we've mentioned before is with our group here, we end up playing a lot of Commander games. It's pretty much strictly Commander. Yeah. Every now and then somebody brings like a Legacy deck or something else, an extended deck. Extended? Wow, that's not... Yeah, that's not, not really... That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> not a thing. Oh, man. What year is it? <laughs> um, yeah. You need me to help you manage the stack, old man? <laughs> you know, it's worse, and then I was like, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, time... Nope, don't say that. That's not right. Um, but yeah. effect. <laughs> modern. Modern was the word I was looking for. Um, but the point being is we play strictly pretty much Commander. And really only one format, for the most part, so, Cowboy. Because it's more manageable in a large group setting. Yeah. We've um, talked about this before. We've talked about all that before. That's not for today. I kind of want to start today getting everybody's opinions on Commander 2016. I'm assuming everybody, for the most part, either bought a deck or at least is aware of the cards and the set. <laughs> Every, you can't see this, but everybody's pulling out and showing me their new commanders. They're pretty awesome. It's going to be a lot of duplicates. <laughs> uh, so I've said it on the last podcast, and I was true to what I said. Um, I revamped my group hug deck. Yeah. That was my big Commander 2016. I took oh, the God. new, like, um, the new red... The crazy Bant plus Red Commander, yeah. and I made a new not hippo group. <laughs> Still no win condition. It's even worse for me as a player than it was before, but it has a lot of new fun mechanics, and I can't wait to try it. Um, but anyways, uh, the most uh, exciting one for me was Saskia. Uh, I hate blue. Just throw that out there. Um, yeah, hey, blue. <laughs> the, uh, I, I think that of all the, the commanders that came out, she has one of the most interesting abilities just because at any point in time in the game, not only can she just come out with a vengeance, but you can literally hit anyone else after picking someone different. So even if they're like, you know, pillow fording it up and like, haha, you can't touch me. I have, you know, a ghostly prison or propaganda out. You can't touch me. I can. <laughs> punch someone else and punch you. I think we, we mentioned this, I think, too, but I think she's especially good, or he. We've still kind of not... I think she's a woman. I think it's a woman. Witcher 2, one of the main characters is named Saskia, and she's a woman. So I'm assuming that's a common fantasy woman Maybe. name. But, you know, it it's also fantasy, so it could go either way. Yeah, right. there's no... I, I think that Saskia, in general, um, is a great commander for the cowboy format. Um, Especially if you want to be an outlaw and you just want to be make that known right off the bat. I mean, either you, can, <laughs> either you hammer away at the at the sheriff or it's, I could see it being a great renegade deck. Can you imagine if there's three outlaws and they all have Saskia? That would be, that would be pretty brutal. Um... <laughs> It's 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 pretty cool. There's a lot of uh, just a lot of like double damage effects that really you know cause her to be that much worse. But you know you don't even have to run a bunch of blink in the deck because someone's gonna swing at you or you know not want to take the damage. So you can always reorder who you want to you know get the damage through to. So even if you're a bad guy, you're like okay cool boss. You know where do you want this to go? Later on you just kill it yourself, sack it, do something, and then you're like oh yeah by the way boss, I'm not a good guy. Just <laughs> blast in the face, but. Um, little aside, I do hate that she's a soldier. Oh, really? Um, the colors really are more of a warrior tribal 
Um, barbarian. Soul, soul, yeah, or Barbarian, or Berserker, or something different. Berserker, for the most part, isn't really a relevant type anymore, but Warrior is, and we just had the, the cons block, and they're That's all true. in those colors. Soldiers are only in white, um primarily, and then anything else that's a soldier either has white in it, like white, black, white, or white, red. White and red both have soldier. I mean, like, it fit, you could fit a, a soldier tribal into a Sasuke you, deck. You could, but the only tribe that really fits across all of them, I mean, she she's she's friggin' William Wallace. You see the paint on her face? <laughs> like, it's, she had, her story says that, you know, she, you know, pretty much collected all these warriors from all over the place, and now she's, like, going on a rampage and stuff and getting revenge, but... They're all warriors, so she's a soldier getting warriors. It, uh, I could see how that would she's be. She's a Viking, a, damn it. A flavor mistype. Joe, what about you? Well, I built a partner commander because I wanted to try it out. Um, four colors, three colors? I did colors. I did four colors. Um, I decided to do everything but green. I'm just calling it that. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, I did Silas Wren and Red White Korchik, whose name is escaping me at the moment. I went uh, sort of artifact themed, and I just wanted to sort of like a... What I ended up actually doing is I took apart my Sharoom deck, hmm. and I effectively added red to it because I've always wanted to have Goblin Welder and Duretti and cards like that in an access to Sharm and now I actually can. Um, what's nice is now I can do sort of two modes of play. I can either be sort of a Voltron S desk okay. or I can kind of be a prison deck and that's sort of how it's played out at the moment. Um, is Brea in the deck? Brea is not in the deck. Um, I found her to be a little clunky. Mm-hmm. At least uh from a like card I just randomly pick off the top. Um, although she counts as kind of like a removal spell or um, some direct damage and stuff like that, uh, it's just not, she's not super fast or effective at doing what I want her to exactly do. So it's like more stuff like uh, Magister Sphinx is the high end and like the low end is stuff like cranial plating and you know, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, overall, I, I think it's a an interesting take. I, I'm, I think I'm gonna have to find a balance on how much I want spells versus just like hard permanence, um, because it's sort of hard to like get like a high enough artifact count, mm-hmm. and also keep slots open for things like um, scrap mastery and uh, trash for treasure and stuff like that. So I sort of have to figure out how much exactly I want to use uh, spells versus artifacts. Cool. Kevin? So there's sort of an interesting story behind this. Um, before the spoilers came out, I had this deck on online that was a Super Friends lockdown kind of deck. And when I saw that the four color commanders were going to come out, I thought, I hope one of these can make this happen. Because I had a five color general first, but it was just some, it would either be uh, a Chromat or a... Uh, where I would use maybe Sliver Queen for it. Because mm-hmm. um, for, for Super Friends, you know, you want as much stuff that goes against creatures so that way it won't hurt the, the Planeswalkers. And then I had it uh, in the form of Lockdown so that way I can just screw over the board, which in Cowboy would be really good as the as the Sheriff because you'll be able to protect yourself from pretty much everything. Yeah. So once they released it, the minus red commander, uh, Atraxia? Atraxia, the proliferator. Yeah, um, I saw proliferate and I was like, that's it. So anyway, it took me about a week <laughs> to actually find the uh, find the deck in one of the big brick and mortar stores. Yeah, they and sold pretty quick, didn't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. I got mine online pre-order. Same, mm-hmm. same. Set of five. Oh, a word. I support. I supported my local friend, my local card shop. Yeah, not this time. Sorry, golf <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Uh, so when it comes to um, the new commander sets, I don't actually think. I'm trying to think. I actually don't think I've bought a new commander set in a while, but I always look at all the spoilers because commander, because, uh, whereas like, I probably don't update my decks as heavily as, uh, like all the other people at this table, uh, do constantly. Um, I, uh, a lot of what I love about magic, uh, and seeing new cards is seeing the design. Mm. Um, and so, it's, you know, every single time it's like, okay, well, now we're going to release a commander set where uh, the commander does something not even in the game. And it's like, okay, well, the, you know, commanders never did that because 
uh, I think in the beginning it was, okay, let's make a creature that does something really cool when it enters the battlefield or does something really cool that only it can do in its deck. Um, and that was just because they were, that was when they started, you know, that when they first went in, it was like, okay, we just kind of want something cool that you can get a bunch of cards to work with, like Mimeoplasm or Akalia. Um, and then it started to slowly go out as they were like, okay, this is an entirely new format, so we can just tinker with little tiny things. Um, and so after, what was the mechanic? Was the mechanic for the last one the uh, planeswalker? It was the planeswalkers, yeah. yeah. So it was like, and I think a lot of people. Uh, no, could, that was two. That was two. Sets yeah, ago. planeswalkers mm-hmm. was two sets ago. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, was the last there? one was monos. No, 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 no the last one was two colors. Monos was planeswalkers. Last one was. The double colors. Yeah. The, ones, uh, the experience counters. That, that's uh, the it. experience yeah, counters. Right. So, yeah. So, so uh, doing something over the course of the game, since Commander games can last a long time. Um, and then uh, I think a lot of pe- people were already doing I think that people came up with, like, a game mode for the Commander thing. Um, that, like, having a... Having a, a, um, a second Commander. A Planeswalker as a Commander. Oh. Um, yeah, just, was... like, people were doing that beforehand, calling it something. I don't remember what it's they like were like a house rule kind of Yeah, thing. yeah. And it was like, oh, we'll make a deck around thing. And then, you know, Wizards did it. Um, and... Uh, so what you're saying is, is Wizards is just they're dirty thieves and they just take that's kind of where you're getting like, yeah, like, well, their design process is take a house <laughs> rule that people love and then just make a crappy official version <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well see I mean in a way I think I think most people who play magic probably have some sort of idea you know like that and so it's not surprising that even though I'm sure lots of people would love to think that Blizzard, <laughs> Blizzard. <laughs> that Wizards, you know, had planted a bug in their in their like local wherever they play and like listen in. I'm sure that as much as they'd love to be to think that, I'm sure there are people that work at Wizards that you know are also thinking that because they also play and also like to play. So when they introduced, uh, it was like what? So that's what I was con- thinking about for the set was what's going to be the new thing that they do for mm-hmm. uh, for a Commander and is you know I'll have two Commanders. Um, and so I don't, you know, and so, uh, yeah, you don't make him as powerful as the four colors, which obviously, um, but at the same time, I'm really excited for what's next now. Cause I don't know if I'm going to make a deck with any of the commanders from the set. Um, but that's not, that's not necessarily the fun of it for me. It's more seeing what they're doing and and being like okay now where are you going to go cuz it every single time it's like well i feel like that's all they can do right so you like from a design yeah like, yeah so what you're saying is commander 2017 cowboy <laughs> i mean i am just going to take this rule i would like, if you ever are the sheriff or something you know like and and the yeah so i think it's i think it's cool i just from a just from a design perspective, just that you know, going four colors, and they did both in the same set, yeah. and that's really what's yeah. interesting. To I me. do want to say you heard it first, cowboy official, because I'm thinking it in my brain, and it actually make a whole lot of sense if they made five commanders, one that had like a sheriff ruling ability, <laughs> oh wow, one two that had the outlaw abilities, one that had a deputy ability, that and one be, that had mm, the renegade ability. That'd be quite as a five. Yeah. Deck. That'd be pretty cool. So you heard it first. I'm taking it. To my <laughs> I mean, tell that to wizards. Yeah, I, I've, I almost feel like wizards. Not not to say that they're dirty, dirty thieves or anything, but if you go on like a lot of the forums online, you'll see that people have posted uh, different threads where it's like, oh, you know, design your own cards, and they'll they'll come up with some idea, and it'll be worded either slightly differently or sometimes even the exact same. And when a new product comes out, and it's pretty much like a carbon copy just you know they throw a keyword on and people are like that's bs like i call that like you know i made that like two years ago and then they'll pull up the post showing it but like i mean it's wizards i can't do anything they're gonna buy the cards and the product anyway but i feel like the designers definitely do listen to the community a little bit and to to, to a point to be fair because we still don't have a red blue artifacts matter commander people i know are pissed about that but um I mean, there's always going to be people who like what they do and who don't like it. I mean, I think Partner's awesome. Uh, it opens up a lot of design space. And from what I heard, the, uh, the team that handles a lot of the Commander products are actually in talks with the rules committee to make sure that what they're doing isn't, like, completely breaking their format. So, 
Um, I mean, I, I love Saskia too. I mean, she's she's my she's my bay. Um, <laughs> uh, I only was able to buy one, and that's the one that I purchased. Yeah. Um, you know, going back, uh, you know, it's funny going back to the previous conversation is that it's funny because as fans, we have the 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 power of being able to m- rapidly produce something and put it out there, play test it quickly because we are not bound by we only can print this once and it costs a lot of money to print it. <laughs> like we can create these cards, we can design these things. And yeah, maybe Wizards R&D, you know, they hear it, you know. Uh, but it's like we're the thousand monkeys in a, you know, on typewriters. We can make these works of art. You know, re, you know, you know. You see it, and you're like, "Oh, that's crazy." You know how no that would never show up in Magic. You know, and then like, uh, but then Wizards is just like, "Oh, wait, <laughs> that's a great idea." And you know, also so technically, I, it's their intellectual property. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, any but, rules changes we make, but they can't they can't steal something that they already own. Like, yeah. They, yeah. If anything, we're somehow we're infringing on their copyright <laughs> so, but I mean but still it's my idea yeah. just look at a lot of the commanders now like a lot of them now it's, I mean four colors granted but they're more powerful now than they were when they first started printing them oh yeah for sure um, but yeah Saskia you know I just like I, I, I'm a little I'm a little peeved though that they didn't give them official names like the colors um, you know I, I'm a big fan of like we've just been we've just been doing it Without even thinking, I think null the color that's not there. It's probably the best way to do it. I don't as know. you, um, you would want to call them the. I call like I I I personally went with or I, I bought all five, but the ones that I built so far is uh, Esper Red and uh, <laughs> White Jund. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, these these roll off my tongue very easily, so that's why I have no problem using these. Yeah. Well, I mean, Brea, that makes a lot of sense because it even, I mean, in her story and everything, she is of Esper. Like, that is an, an, that's an Esper card with red, so Esper Red makes sense. But, I mean... It's not very catchy. I don't know what you're talking about. It rolls right off the tongue. (laughs) I mean, you know, I I just prefer, you know, adding that one color to whatever I feel is the main color. I mean, of course, that's also, you know, you have the shards and you have the uh, clans, wedges, wedges, whatever. And, you know, so you can can base it off of however you want. But uh, I, I just, I find the... Shards names easier to remember, mm-hmm. so I just use those and I add whatever the color is. Sure. Yeah. I just think it's more, you know. I heard that me. people are using the Nephilim names. Yeah, that's, that's awful. That's what I was going to get to. Some of them just have such bad names for colors because Mark Rosewater said that you know if they were able to go back in time and you know errata it, they they would, but they weren't going to do something so sloppy. And they're like, oh, we're never going to print four color cards again, and they did. <laughs> <laughs> they say lots of things. Yeah, they do. Yeah, we're not going to reprint Jason the Mind Sculptor. <laughs> <laughs> Two times later. All right. Um, I built uh, Yidris Maelstrom Wielder, or as I like to call him, Yidris Elba. <laughs> Um, he, it's, I really, I'm not a fan of playing white. Like, I've tried to build a couple decks with white, and it always just feels like it always turned in, turns into some semblance of control, which I'm not a fan of. It's either going to be, like, Voltron or Control whenever I try to build white, and I'm just not a big fan. Um, I saw him spoiled, and I fell, like, really in love with him really quickly because I've always wanted to build a Maelstrom uh, Wanderer deck, but I've never really had the funds to make an efficient deck like, your deck is just oops on cards, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. <laughs> a lot of those things are very, very far out of my budget, which is, like, weird because I have a Maelstrom Wander in this deck somewhere. Um, and basically what this deck just wants to do, it's it's an updated version of the Precon because I operate on a, on a budget. Like, mm-hmm. I spent the money on this, and I spent, like, an additional $30 on cards, and now I'm just looking to, like... <laughs> and all the rest of money on, you know, food? <laughs> yeah. yeah, money on things like... Or like, things to survive? Yeah, yeah. things like that. Work. Um, I respect that. And so I, I just like playing him because he's just like... Who needs food? He doesn't really even get to do what I want him to do most of the times. So every time I've, like, playtested him online, it's like, oh, I'm going to try to do this thing and end up killing somebody instead without doing the thing. Because uh, he's just oh, like... Oh, did you hate him when that yeah. happens? Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to do win. something cool. I accidentally won before my ability could go off. <laughs> Damn. I want to really use my finisher in Mortal Kombat to take him out, but it's just easy but just I to just, punch him. Yeah, what a downer. I just beat him to death instead of ripping his spine out of his neck. <laughs> 
But it's it, he runs mainly just, you know, you swing, you cascade, and then I'm trying to make it so that I get extra turns and extra combat steps so mm-hmm. that I can just keep swinging. Oh, so he's like not letting other people have fun. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, so it's like Narset, but without the way. Yeah, so yeah. It's just like Duel Monsters. <laughs> Nobody gets there. So you're, so you're telling me there's some blue in there. That's what you're telling yeah. me. So does it bother you at all that you're not able to use some of the, uh, the cascade cards that have white in the casting cost? Like Mouse from Nexus and uh, I mean, ones. there weren't like there aren't too many Cascade cards with white in the cost, and I have everything, basically everything with Cascade that doesn't have white in it is in this deck. Okay, which I'm okay with. Um, it's really interesting because this deck doesn't run Control Magic at all. Like it doesn't have any counters or whatever because it feels like. Oh, I'm gonna cascade into cancel, and that's worthless. <laughs> yeah, I don't run yeah. counters in my mouse from water. Bank. Yeah, so I just it's it's like a really dead draw. So I try to run as few things as possible. I've got one thing in here that kind of counters it. Um, there's this one enchantment that I found when looking for just random things in this. It's a spellweaver's volute or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce Ball. that word. Ball. I don't. Yeah. Um, so it's like a three drop two blue enchantment that's enchant instant in a graveyard. Whenever you cast a sorcery, copy that card and then exile it and attach it to another instant in another graveyard. Mm-hmm. So if I need a kill spell, I'll just cast a sorcery. Target Top, like have it be that instead. Target murder and then put it on something else in somebody like else's. It's like a controlled knowledge pool or something. Yeah, yeah the loot. I think one of the one of the most broken mechanics, and I can't wait to play test it. We talked about it last month. Um, but I'm super excited for it is Undaunted with this group. <laughs> uh, it makes those cards dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, makes, it means there's, I know that in one of my decks, I'm telling you, with this group, I have a potentially one white wrath. Or, <laughs> yeah. just like, or, a, or a one black and blow up two target creatures. Yeah, right? Like Or the, the blue, Returnal Non-Land Permanence. I really do like the red one. Uh, I, I can't remember what it's called. Do you know what it is? Uh, something more uh, chaos work? No, no, no. It's the oh, it's the one where like you, it's like the chaos work on crack. You, you, yeah. you exile two, like two creatures. Yeah, and you go the right. person it's, goes it's off the like, top. It's two double chaos, chaos work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it's pretty cool because if you build a deck that has like a lot of like big bomby things, like say you're running tokens and you need to get something big and stupid like uh, Hornet Queen or anything else, and okay, I'm gonna get rid of two little tokens <laughs> at instant speed on the end of your turn, then I get like two shit brick houses and. Just, all right, everybody, deal with it. I I can't I can't wait to play test them. I'm like I'm ancient for it. Yeah. Um, if only we didn't have this darn podcast. If only we didn't have this God. When I saw uh, when I saw Undaunting, that's the first thing to my mind. Just when we get to this table, what the hell is gonna happen? <laughs> um, but, uh, so I was gonna say I want to go around and maybe talk about uh, which one card that you particularly love in all of Magic. Um, for me, I think that... I, d- I debated this before even bringing this up. I know most of you are just like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's like you, so dropped many... this, you dropped this question on us. While, while I had all this time to think of it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think if I had to pick like one card that I really, really love, a card that made me... like, I looked at it and I was just like, this thing is ridiculous. Um, it would probably be um, Emrakul, the first one when he came out. Um, <laughs> I picked um, the Destruction God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, look, I so I started playing Magic back around fourth, fifth edition. I had stopped playing, moved to a bunch of other card games, didn't come back to it until really Joe and our buddy Andy, who's not here today. Um, the two of them really got me full force back into it, and that was around the time of Shards of Alara. So I and, and it was hard for me to even remember cards from the time that I had played. Like that was a time where Shivan Dragon was like the the creme de la creme of cards. <laughs> like you know what I mean? But I wasn't around for the power creep. So then, like all of a sudden, I come in and there's stuff like Shards of Alara had like Wooly Thokdar, and I'm looking at it and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like this is ridiculous. So I wasn't around for that power creep. So I didn't. Not a lot of cards. Like I guess maybe if I had been around the entire time, maybe the card that would have done it for me. If I was, if I had played straight through, would have been maybe like a chroma, because if I had seen a chroma, I'd have been like, holy shit! Like, look at this card. That's this a lot of words. Right, <laughs> a lot of text. It's a big, it's a badass creature. But by the point that I had regained magic, a chroma was good, but it wasn't like out of place good. Mm-hmm. And then Emrakul comes out, this big beast for all this mana that does all these things. And I was looking at it, and I was just like, this card 
is ridiculous. And I think like it's just one of those cards that ever since I've just it's just sort of stuck with me is like that one moment where I was like really just sort of in awe of a card and, and what it did. And subsequently banned in Commander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've heard horror stories too of like people being like, oh, Shiv and Dragon, this is this is the bomb. I think uh, I think Rob's one of those guys that way back when traded like underground seas and a bunch of other things for... Yeah, just, like, there was a time where Shiv and Dragon was like 80 bucks. Or, yeah, it was way back in the day when everything else was like wow. 50 cents. Right. Like, to, like Black Lotus and things like that. And so now people you, are just like... You got that Lotus? What's that, 20 bucks? Yo, give me like a couple of those. I'll trade you my Shiv on Dragon. Oh, yeah! Well, now, now it's... Sick deal! Now it's... Oh my god, it's... It's something that, like, if it were ever... We don't have core sets anymore, but it's not even good enough for core sets, but, you know, you pull that it thing in... a couple of the... It's actually in the recent yeah, core yeah, sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's the thing. You, you, the you have cards. that in draft. Like, you have, like, a seven-drop, five-five flyer, and you're just like, wow, everything else in this this pack is better. Shabon Dragon's a six-drop. Six-drop. It's still terrible. It, it's funny that we're talking about all this, because, like, I was literally just passing around a, a Gazban Ogre. I don't know where the heck it just went. It's somewhere lost in the... The eight, oh wait, we found it. Oh, um, and this is a card that at the time, I'm sure some people maybe even debated. I don't know, maybe they debated playing it because it was a one drop, but it was a two two. But during its up, controller's upkeep, the player with the highest life total takes control of it. That was its drawback. Now you look at this card and you're just like, I would never play this. <laughs> you ran in a long curve back in the day. There you That's go. What used to happen. Yeah, it's just super aggro. Um, it, it's kind of hard because I have. I started playing with some of these guys in college, and I have 12 commander decks now, and I'm kind of out of control. You are welcome. Yeah, thanks, thanks, buddy. thanks for the crack, everybody. Every, every time I try to get somebody new into commander, it's the whole time just like, if if this were drugs, like, I'd, I'd be giving somebody drugs. Um, no, it's so easy. I hate, it, 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 it's more expensive than drugs. I hate the explanation. I hate, like, I'll, I'll have, I have a student that plays, so I'll, like, randomly play that student. Another one of my students will come over, and they'll be like, you know, what are you playing? We'll be like magic. And they'll be like, oh, how do you play? And I'm just, I just like, I just like, I have to brace myself. And I'm like, I don't know how to answer that question because I could maybe give you the basic outline of how to play, <laughs> then give you an in-depth outline of how to play, then tell you that we're playing a different format and there's other rules involved in the way you have to play, and you'll never want to ever play it. <laughs> not, not, not to mention, there, there's no like disclaimer saying like, by the way, if you get hooked, this isn't on me. Like any, any, any future, you know, blowing of money on cards and cardboard, you know, with ink on them, and is, is totally on you. Student loans, like food. By all means, just how dare you trade inked paper for inked paper? Yeah, and uh, and the first one isn't free. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the first one is also expensive, as are all the rest of them. Yeah, it's so. just expensive all the way down. So, um, favorite card? Um, I, I would have to give more time for like just in general, but as far as like in a pinch, like clutch moments, I'd say Cross and Grip. I really do like that card. So it's sorry. it's it's very much a. Uh, you know, the table might have a shot at stopping whatever the hell is going on. Like, someone having mind over matter, like, oh, I'm just going to, like, discard cards and tap, tap lands and draw cards and do all these things. And, like, oh, eventually I'll fall into a counter. I'll do cross and grip and, like, uh, get wrecked. Like, now now everybody else can play the game again. So I, I do like the versatility of that. But, um, cool. I don't know. Ural? I don't play him anymore, but he's probably one of my favorite cards. It's just I don't like people touching my stuff. <laughs> sure. Uh, that's a good question. Favorite card? Um, well, if I had a little more time, I'd probably think about this a lot more. <laughs> but in was, that was a sick spur, shade over my direction. <laughs> in, in, the, Some in the spur of the moment, I guess, uh, at least my favorite card that I get to play frequently is probably Life from the Loam. Um, I play lands in Legacy, and it makes it feel like uh, you're playing with a green draw spell in lands. Uh, literally, you power through your deck. You can prison out your opponent quite easily with Wastelands and Ghost Quarters. Uh, you can throw combos into the graveyard with Intuitions and pull them back into your hand and just watch your opponent cry. Um, and every turn, if they don't fix it, you get to draw three more cards effectively by flipping the top three with Dredge. Uh, so, like, Life of the Loam is probably my favorite card to play. Um, I don't know how much fun it is across from the table. <laughs> He's the person um, I play Cross and Grip against. <laughs> hey, I play that in my deck too. That's fine. We both get to play Cross and Grip. Life has actually gained a lot of uh, a lot of value recently. I've noticed. 
Yeah, they they've shot up quite a bit. I think. I think they're low twenties. Yeah, now. yeah, something yeah. like that. It makes me feel bad. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they the foil ones are even higher. They're like probably low fifties. Um, but it's a card that, like, since it's printing in Ravnica, has like changed the way that people see certain cards. Like, um, I, I remember when Lands was first made, and it was it was even called Eternal. I think it was called Eternal Garden or Forty Six Lands or something like that. You won with Barbarian Ring. It was awful. Now you finally get to win with like Dark Depths Thespian Stage combo, and it like actually happens within the first few turns of the game if it happens to turn up, um, as opposed to just hitting your opponent for one over the course of 20 turns uh so like it's a it's a really impactful card i feel like mm-hmm. over the, the course of magic's history dredge in general is so yeah. i'm a really big fan of male the anima which uh we know <laughs> <laughs> Next, which, which is the, uh, the, the deck that you guys have seen me play often um and as a corollary anything that lets you cheat stuff onto the field because I love when someone asks you, uh, so what's the curve of your deck? And you go, uh, six, seven. They look at you and say, you can't play that. And I said, uh, watch me. And then you'll see that all my big creatures just kill you. <laughs> I love it. The art is really pretty on it. It is good. In all fairness, he's never won a game. Um, I got two. I mean, I guess I got two answers. One is the like really easy, like uh, bad person answer, which is like because the thing is that when you have like a card that's fun to play, it's mostly only it's mostly fun to play because you're screwing over everybody, everybody, and that's why it's hilarious. And so one of the most hilariously. It's not unbalanced, but it feels like it's unbalanced as long as it doesn't get countered. Blue um, is uh, Insurrection. And because (laughs) it's just like, especially at this table where there's eight people and usually at least two or three people have accrued some sort of large field. And even if I haven't like in Kalia, so if things aren't going great, I'm just getting mana and I might not have things necessarily. I might have like two creatures and I can't do anything with them and I can just wait and I can just stare at the blue players and just be like, are you tapped? <laughs> okay, here we go. Insurrection. And everyone at the table is like, are you kidding me? Like, and then that one part of the table is like, force of will, and then Alex flips the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, to be fair, the last time that I was here, it was probably like, what, like three, four months ago? That, that I was the, the I, sheriff. And I won. I, I, was, I was literally about to like do everything, and he's just like the whole time just looking around, like nobody's doing anything. <laughs> Nobody insurrection. I was like, oh man. <laughs> um, but my favorite card, um, just like in general, probably goes back to um, just my my youth as a. Because the thing is that even though I I played more kind of like not combo heavy, but maybe you know more complicated decks, I'm still at heart a big Timmy player. Um, and cards like Progenitus or Amicruel mm. are just big, fat things that just come on the battlefield and it's just like, well, I'm going to hit you with this. The trains that came out in Caledon. Even though I, <laughs> we, did, we did the sealed, we did the sealed, and I'm like, this card is amazing. It's a train. And I swing it at people. And, <laughs> and Joe's like, don't put that in your deck. I don't think it probably would be that good. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to play this train. <laughs> I need to I need to run people over with the train. Um, so how'd that go? Honestly, pretty well. My deck wasn't that bad. Nice. All things considered. <laughs> you had a pretty decent aggro deck. So. Uh, unfortunately, I had to leave the event early. Oh. So I never got to find... I did win my first game, and then I got a win by forfeit, technically, in the second round. So I might have actually done pretty well if I if I was able to stay. Well, but, maybe you uh, Yeah. Uh, but so my favorite card... Is probably just. I'm gonna to need to explain it because I say it, it's gonna be like I don't. Uh, my favorite card is probably Dak on Blackblade um, because he was the first. I mean, I'm certain my older brother has been playing Magic since it started, um, since the very beginning. Uh, he's kind of fallen off now because you know married and kid, and he's doing other stuff. Um, yeah, God forbid. Well, I'm just he's doing other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why I also said he's doing other stuff. Um, and. Uh, so that, but that was like the, when, when I was growing up, that was the first like legendary card that I saw. Cause his deck that he really ran with was like lightning bolt and counterspell and Urza's rage and just don't ever let you play the game. and I'm going to burn you. And that was it. And so that's how, but so Dak on Blackblade never really got played, but I was like, 
it got power and toughness equal to the amount of lands you have. And when you're not awesome in magic, you're playing lands all the time. And you got so many lands. And you're like, so Dak on Black Plane's gonna be like a 10-10, he's amazing. <laughs> this is the most amazing card I've ever seen. And so, and just, you know, when you don't know about how big the game is and how big the scale is, you see a card that's like star, star, and it does this crazy thing and you're like, this has to be the best card on the planet. It's got, it's gold. That's a mate, you know, like this card's gold. Well, how many of the other cards are gold? Plenty of them, but I didn't know. So, uh, so my favorite card is probably Dak on Blackblade because that's like the one card that has always stuck with me throughout all of Magic, you know, starting sort of, stopping, getting back into it. That's always still been a favorite card of mine. Uh, for me, uh, it would have to be, so, like, going back to, like, similar to, like, Dave, where I kind of also lapsed from Magic for a while, um, when I came back and I started trying to, like, make a standard deck, you know, uh, Oh, I, still, I think I can already guess what card I, I don't be. know. We'll see. Uh, I'm so, gonna write it down. I'm gonna, write it down. I'm gonna say it in just a second. Hold on, hold on. Alright, so I'll vamp a little fear. bit. So, um, <laughs> if I were to pick another card, not this card, this is not my favorite card, but like my second favorite card would probably be Giant Growth. Uh, I know it's a bit silly, but like back when I, you know, first started playing Magic, it's like, you know, this is the card. I love green. Alright, we're good. So, <laughs> uh, but anyways, let's finish, right. let's finish that right, statement. You know, I love green. Uh, green, you know, this goes to what my favorite card is as well. Uh, if that's a hint. Um, so I love green, and I was like, you know, oh, you know, I could swing at someone and make my monsters bigger. Actually, I didn't know about stack mechanics at the time. So, like, well, you know. It's probably about this card. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but still, Giant Growth is good. But my favorite card uh, would have to be OG Garuk Wildspeaker. Oh, that was my second guess. <laughs> because, oh, wow. like... I went with Master of the Wild. Oh, that's a good that's one, very too. Good. Very good. But Garuk Wildspeaker is, like, oh, like, it's still, like, a... You know, if I if I make a green deck, you know, I try to find a way to put them in it because, like, it is just... It's everything you want from green. It, it gives you more mana. It can create a creature for you. I'm like, oh, your stuff really powerful. And it's, like... And he, his art was great. It was a badass guy with like a big axe, <laughs> and it's you know he was relatively cheap, so you could play him in most things. Genesis was, was. <laughs> relatively cheap. Yes. I mean he's been printed like what six, seven times. Uh, and he's still eight bucks. Yeah, like, he's, he's the quintessential like green planeswalker. Yeah. It was good in anything. Like, like, yeah, still have like twenty of them. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like I want him to come back into the the lore so we can get another guard. But right now he's like this zombie planeswalker killer of the multiverse, and it's like I don't think he'll ever come back. I think they're gonna bring him back eventually. Yeah. Yeah, eventually we were visited. So, uh, my my favorite is it's got a bit of a backstory. So, before I met uh, these guys, I have actually been playing Magic since uh, the late '90s, and uh, me and my friends we played sixty card casual for the most part, and we did big groups like this. This is before EDH and Commander was actually like a, a thing, or, or at least I think that to my knowledge, <laughs> my, one, my one friend he had a bit more uh, expendable money, so. You know, we, the goal was always to beat him because he was able to have better cards and this and that. Uh, his deck that he so we uh, sometimes we did a tournament style where we each got to play one deck. You know, we we picked our deck and we had the sideboard and we would go through each other and whoever came out on top was the winner and we would just there's no prize or anything. You just won. You have bragging rights. And all the time this friend would win, he would play his sliver deck and we would all get destroyed. <laughs> And the real, you know, so like, I'm, you know, we're getting tired. I'm like, all right, I got to throw together something. I, at this point, mostly played one or two color decks. And, at, you know, so this time I'm like, all right, I'll build a five color deck, which is, so that leads me to my, uh, my favorite card. And this is the card that allowed me to beat him. And I beat it. it was, I was the first one of us to beat him in this tournament style. And the card that helped me is Lightning Angel. Ooh. And because of that, it's my favorite card. I actually have the, my original Lightning Angel, the one that beat him. I actually got signed by RK Post, and I have it it's sleeved and everything, and it's put away somewhere special. Very cool. Merca Angel? Yeah. Merca. How, how do you feel that Mantis Rider is just... Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite card has to be, like, without a doubt, Tefri's Puzzle Box. Mm. Uh, the art of MTG is what got me into the game. I started in Return to Ravnica. Um... And from there, I've just I've kind of kept up with it, but I don't really like update or play anything but EDH. 
uh, because EDH has always been my most favorite format, and I don't really get the chance to go out to FNMs all that often, so I'm not as exposed to other formats. Um, Tefri's Puzzle Box was one of the cards I got from Mike in one of my first trades because I had opened um, like a, a pack that had like a Stomping Grounds and a Thrag Tusk, and I didn't really understand the value of those cards at the time, but like <laughs> he did, and he really wanted them, so I traded him for like half of the artifacts in his binder because I was like really big into artifacts. I still am, but I don't really have an, an Esper deck, which is really weird. Um, but Tefri is just kind of stands out because it's one of those cards that like it kind of messes up everybody else's game plan where you're like oh the start of your turn you're not going to have the cards in your hand so you just kind of have to hope um, it was in this deck very briefly but then I was like ah, there are better things than this so right now it's just kind of sitting in my binder waiting for an actual home and I want to give it one really badly because I love that card cool. great um, moving on kind of maybe Go for maybe one more topic, I guess. Yeah. Most hated cards? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm down for that. I mean, you know what? Three of the three of us are really good at, say, Counterspell. Yeah. Like... No, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Let's go. Uh, and maybe we'll do one more. One more small thing we'll wrap up with. But, yeah. Go with uh, most hated card. If I had to say... What my what is my most hated card? You need, you need time. I, I, got, I got mine. Quick no, fire. I, I got, <laughs> Mine's right in my head. Yeah, you know what? Come back to me. Go ahead. All you right. first. Uh, Cyclonic Rift. Um, <laughs> the card the card costs way too little for what it does. It invalidates the entire game up to the point of whenever someone can cast seven mana, and it either stalls out the bo- the board and makes it that way everyone has to build back up, or it just makes it so. You know, no one else gets to play, and then the other person who had a combo just has, like, that easy in. But what if you're the one playing it? It's... I know how strong the card is. I do have a sliver deck. All right? I'll throw that out there. It, it, it is kind of... I'm going to dump my deck on the table if people let it get there. But I still don't run it in there, even though it could help the deck, because I hate it that much. Oh, wow. So that's, it's... I it, it, it does too much. If you look at, like... That's intense. You get mass... this voice. You look at mass board wipes, <laughs> like uh, Ingeruk's Wake or Plague Wind or something. It's it's what? A nine drop? It blows up all creatures and planeswalkers that aren't yours, but you still have your artifacts, your enchantments, and you can still potentially come back. Cyclonic Rift does it for less and hits everyone, and it's asymmetrical. So it's just... It's not... It's not fair. <laughs> so I'm going to have two answers. Uh, one is going to be my EDH. I do not like to see this card hit the table ever type answers. And the other one is going to be more like this is just one of the banes of my living and playing magic throughout all history. Um, so the card I think of whenever I'm like, I do not want to see this in EDH ever is Knowledge Pool. Every time Knowledge Pool gets <laughs> to the table, the game just gets to this crawl state where it's just like one person's like, well, I can do this kind of. And it's like, no, you can't because I can respond with this. And Sorry, Joe. It just changes, <laughs> changes the game entirely. Um, you're no longer really playing your spells. You're playing some random other person's spells and hoping that they resolve. That almost um, made it into here, too. Yeah, I, I imagine it did. Uh... If I have to say my card throughout time, this card has just been like the bane of my existence. Um, I honestly say Lightning Bolt. I've lost more games to Lightning Bolt than <laughs> any other card because so it's like cute. you can be like, oh, well, you're like maybe like price to progress or something like that. Nope, it was Lightning Bolt that technically killed me. I, I can go back and say exactly when is this like I needed to stop that from happening. So there you have it. And pass to you. The two I equally hate the most are Sharoom the Hegemon, because a friend of mine plays that and I can't beat it. Mm-hmm. And Sharoom's just an asshole. <laughs> totally playing my Sharoom deck first. <laughs> what have you done, Kevin? What have you done? Yeah, all of us will. And the other is Armageddon, yeah. mm-hmm. because anybody who plays that doesn't want to have fun. <laughs> well, no, they want to have fun. They just don't want you to have fun. <laughs> I like to have fun. You're not allowed to. That's oh. magic. Okay. You're up. Um, I guess, so, the problem is, is that when it comes to hated cards, I always, the problem is, is it's like, oh, I hate Vorinclex, and then it's like, oh, but I have Vorinclex in the deck, uh, and it's like, oh, I really hate X card, and it's like, yeah, but I have that in the deck so that I can use it. Um, the only two that I don't have, and, uh, one I don't have because I don't really want to put the deck together, but I hate it every time I see it. Sorry, Dave. Is Narset. <laughs> like yes. just genuinely being like, I it's I just like I look at it and it's like it has hex proof and it casts things for free. And it's like, and with all the extra turns, 
that you inevitably hit on. It's like, okay, well, all right, you know, I, I hit an extra turn. It's like, all right, well, great. Let me just, let me just but pack, question. pick out my, my uh, uh, lawn chair and set it up and just wait it out. Do you hate Narset or you hate Narset? Come. I hate the fact that she enables it. Okay. Um, because it's the hexproof that, like, really seals the deal of, like, I hate this so much. Um, Would you like it better if it was Shroud? Um... I mean, slightly, yeah. It makes her technically. It makes her Voltron capability very not existent if she was Shroud. Well, right. That's why I hate it less. Yeah, that but does. yeah. What do you feel if she only triggered when she hits a player as opposed to just on attack? I would probably like that much better. That, interest. that was the way I I felt since they printed that card. I was like, I can't believe that this card triggers on, on attack. attack. Yeah. And uh, I mean, as soon as I saw that, I bought a playset because I was just like, wow, this card will be bonkers. So, but the card I, <laughs> the card I really dislike, not Loathe. because of a deck. Loathe. Just yeah. <laughs> um, is to go a step beyond knowledge pool, which makes it so that you don't get to play your spells. Um, at the very least, your spells are there. So maybe in the future, you could cast them or cast other people's spells. So at least it's you can see what's happening. What I really don't like is the uh, red the red card. You play a spell, bottom oh, no. it. Possibility storm! It's just... Well, guess who plays it? It's just... The Everybody's worst. naming cards I play. It's just the worst. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, I've seen other people... I've seen other people play it. I mean, I've seen other. I've seen other people play. I don't actually know when you when you. Oh, it's iconographed. Yep. Knowledge pool. Totally. All. What did you say? What was yours? Shroom and uh, Armageddon. Have a deck around it. Have an Armageddon and Narset. Narset. Oh man, I am the worst. Um, so yeah, just that. Like at the very least, with with knowledge pool, I kind of have a semblance of what's going on. But with with possibility storm, it's like all these cards in my hand aren't even there. But isn't that the point of the card? No. Yes. <laughs> but at the same time, no, like, is it's, it is that the point that I have my magic cards? And it's like, well, then at this point, I might as well just not even have these magic cards because they're, they're, they basically are nothing. <laughs> they're basically just other cards in my deck, which is not why I drew them, not why I mulligan, not why I did any work in my deck, was so that I could then go, oh, well, all these cards are useless. Let me just do something else. Um, so for me, I mean, I mean, at this point, if you've listened to the past nine episodes, you know, you know that Jengis hates control. Um, and like I said before, for me, I mean, I guess everyone was a bit more varied, but for me, my least favorite card is Counterspell. So much so that I made a deck that, 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 that was uncounterable just because I hated the concept of Counterspell. Um, uh, you know, it's really hard for me to think of like anything else. You know, you just, you didn't see this, but Ryan got up, went over to his binder, and grabbed out his knowledge pool and added it to his deck that he's going to be playing next. Go on. Screw you, Ryan. <laughs> it also means Joe is targeting Ryan every game. Um, but, you know, I, I can think of any other card, but, like, throughout my Magic career, one card has stood out as my least favorite card, and that would be Counterspell. It's been, like, when I think of blue, I think of, like, my, my anger and hatred for blue it's just counterspell is the one that comes up yes there are better counters yes you know but counterspell is what started and blame my cousin because he was a blue player and he started this whole thing you all didn't see this but when he said counterspell Dave went check (laughs) yeah they didn't see you make the motion either (laughs) audio format so So I, I mean I could play off that a bit with uh with but my actual favorite my actual least favorite is Crystalline Sliver but I'll, I'll get back to that in, hey. in, a, in a second <laughs> but uh, my least favorite when I was starting Magic was uh, so I I bought a lot of Fallen Empires because it was cheap and I didn't know it was bad really I was just it was cheap so I bought a lot. <laughs> I learned out quick how bad it was, <laughs> um, but there's that blue merfolk in there that was uh, for tap a blue and tap it counter target spell unless they play one. 
my brother, I gave him that deck, the blue deck to play, because I didn't really, you know, when I, I always wanted to play Magic, and I didn't always have my friends, but my brother was there, so I, he would play occasionally with me, and he would always, I would give him that deck knowing, knowing that card was in there, and he would still play it, and I would still get mad every time he tried <laughs> to counter my stuff. It's plain sight. But no, my actual least favorite is uh, Crystalline Sliver. Going back to that friend of mine before who played the Sliver deck, that was the card that bothered all of us because most of us had targeted removal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can't target their stuff now. Yeah, so you can't blame somebody for not wanting you to touch their stuff. Uh, you can because that's, that's, it's not fair to me because now I can't do the things I want to do. Then build a different deck. I, I did. That's where that's then that's where my favorite card came into hand. I know that doesn't make sense just because you didn't see the game, but it was awesome. Humility is what beat Slivers back in the day. Just saying, you know. For me, it has to be literally anything with the name Sliver in it. <laughs> because every time I played against a Sliver deck, it's like I don't get to do anything. And it's well, you, he can do what. That can do. Wait, I regret all nothing. Of, all slivers get. Books. I live the dream. Well, you live the dream. dream. It's cool. I respect that. But it's for just a while, like, though. You used to be able to just join the hive and fight them with the hive, but now they have the special hive that only talks to itself. Uh, yeah. The core ones. Yeah. Now it's now it's just suffering. It's like ugh. The alien hive. You can you can always run. Uh, what is it? It's um, was it plague sliver? And like body somebody who's playing slivers if you wanted to. Yeah, Plague Sliver made it so that your opponents, well, all slivers, had the Jazamjin effect of one damage on upkeep. So it would kill a player that was playing slivers rather quickly. It was <laughs> kind of like a playing Karma card. Yeah. <laughs> what about the blue green one that gave all of them Defender? Oh, and. Uh, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, the, you could do the, that one from Dormant Sliver. Yeah. The thing is, like, there are some decks like Narset and, you know, Sliver anything. That uh, you put it on the table and you know that like hate's coming your way and you just you just let it ride. If it happens, it happens. You're trying to live the dream. I, I don't get upset when somebody beats me up. It's just I expect it. So I have to say that after much debating <laughs> and realizing how many of these cards I play, um, I don't think there's a single magic card I don't like. And the reason and the reason I say that is because. Uh, like, I mean, there are cards that I think are bad cards. Monster Crew? Oh, like Gazban, Ogre. Like, yeah, not playable. <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, for me, at one time, and I, I I don't know if we talked about this on the cast. I know we've talked about it in person. Um, but at, there's a, at one time, I probably would have said something like Armageddon. I thought we did. I, I don't know. If, well, if we didn't, we, I'm going to reiterate. We did talk about it in person, though. Yeah. Um, at one time, it would have been Armageddon. But... I came to a realization that it's it wasn't the card itself that I didn't like. It was my inability as a player to strategize, prepare, and work around it. It stopped me dead too many times that it was upsetting me. And I was like, I hate that card. I hate that card. Until I thought more about it, and I was like, you know what? No, this is just a mechanic that I am not ever prepared for. And it's a mechanic in the game that if I were a better player, a stronger player, I wouldn't be upset at it. I would just be ready to battle it in some other way. And from that point forward, with that forward thinking, I don't think there's a single magic card I don't like. Do st Sometimes shit hits the table, and it sucks. But for me, ever since that that moment I realized it, I, I just like because I, I wouldn't even run it. I wouldn't run Armageddon. I do now in Narset, which is like the worst deck to put it in. People really draw hate that way. But I, I that was that was that was my thought on it. My thought was just like I, it's just, it's not the card, it's me the player, and that's why when I'm when I'm thinking about it, there's I don't think there's a single card I don't like. I might say like, oh yeah, that that sucks. I'm boned. But at the same time, it just makes me want to beat it out in some other way or prepare better or make my deck stronger, make me be stronger. Um, the only card I think I would ever hate doesn't exist in Magic, but it does exist in Hearthstone. <laughs> and I'm going to say it because I don't even know its name. I'm just going to say this is kind of a side, real sidetrack conversation. I don't know how many people have played Hearthstone here. But, uh, okay. We're all raising hands. So there's, there's a couple people on the table played Hearthstone. Um, you know, another TCG. It's the Blizzard TCG free. Um, I played a couple games recently. I would call it a TCG. I would call it a CCG. Well, you can't call it a TCG, can you, technically? Because this isn't TCG still copyrighted by Wizards. I was going to say, I don't Aren't consider it a trade. Because you don't trade. Because you don't trade, yeah. yeah. But even still, Anyways. regardless. Sorry. It is, okay, you're right. It is a collectible card. <laughs> um, 
there's a card. I started playing it because our buddy John, who stopped playing Magic, has been playing that almost exclusively. And as a way to just sort of like um, virtually hang out with him or just kind of connect with him a little bit, um, since I don't get to see him that often, I decided to just take up a couple games of Hearthstone recently. And I ran into one card... And, it, and, it, and it's one of those times that once again, I got to tell myself, like, there's a part of me that wants to be like, you're just not strong enough of a player. But the more I've played it, the more I've realized, like, no, this card just shouldn't exist. And I don't think there's something in Magic. Joe would probably know if there was. There are combos that do this, but no single card. There was a card in Hearthstone that it's uh, one of the explorers that if you have a singleton deck and it hits the <laughs> Reno field, Jackson. Reno Jackson. <laughs> And it hits the field, you heal your entire life total. So if you're down to the last couple cards in your deck and you've gotten your opponent to one life and they drop Reno Jackson, they heal back up to 30. No, it doesn't exist in Magic. I think that is a game-breaking card. It shouldn't exist. It is the worst card ever. And I don't know if there, I know that there are cards that do it. I know stuff like Eternity Vessel has the whole landfall. You can go back up to a life total. But I, is there a card, and it's a cheap card too? It's not even like, like, like there's no mana restrictions in that game. It literally just freaking play the card and you're healed full. There are cards that allow you to return to your starting life total. What and is a card that does it? So there's and what heroes, are the stipulations? Well, one is a suspend card. That, remembrance. Yeah, that's fine. I'm one's fine a with suspend that. card. Uh, well, you can cast it, but it's gonna be like nine mana, or you can just. Put it out there, and you have it for I think it's seven turns, seven let, or eight turns. Uh, let me, and let me, you just gain the life back. Let me add some some addendums that to this because it's sure. kind of necessary. Because of the way Hearthstone the game is, the equivalent in Magic wouldn't just be a card that brings you back to your starting life total. It's a card that is almost nigh uncount is is nigh uncounterable. Because in Hearthstone, only really the mage has counterspell, and it's not even a direct counterspell. It's like a counterspell that you play, and it just counters like the next thing. So the thing is, is like make it uncounterable, make the mana cost of Reno is like like one or two. Okay, so make a one drop uncounterable, and for all intents and purposes, instant speed, and it's a creature. Okay, well then you're. I agree that there isn't. A card. <laughs> no, I found. Yeah. I found a card. Oh, it was a six cost. There's a. Still. There's resolute Ar- archangel. When it enters the battlefield, your life total, if it's less than your starting total, becomes your starting total. Right, but how much? Right, is but it's, it's counterable. It's oh, counterable. He's, he's, okay. he's saying. He's saying there the, with the stipulations that you've set. I right. agree that there is no individual card that meets those conditions. Correct. Um, because I could at least in Magic. The thing is with suspend, I can see it coming. I can prepare for it. In Magic, if you play something, I can counter it. If I if I can't counter it, oh well, sucks to be me. But with this in this particular situation, there's not a real finite way to stop this card. And if you don't see it coming, like it it there's just no getting around it. Fair enough. Um I mean the thing is that I don't necessarily hate a card in magic beast off of whether or not I can't prepare for it or not. It's more not uh the fact that like the deck I'm running needs to shift or favor it or like like so let's say i want to play around knowledge pool Mm -hmm. like the number of cards that read destroy target artifact and enchantment need to go way 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 up in my pool in order for it to be like as soon as that hits the field it's gonna be gone like you know um usually whenever i see knowledge pool it's like someone happens to be running teferi and it's just like oh they played teferi and the rest of us just get to you know sit here and watch the game also me um (laughs) it's it's just like it's a dirty backwards sort of combo so it's like do i want to increase the number of things that fix the card in my deck Mm -hmm. like and then water down my actual playable deck um to be able to fix it uh no i probably don't like i don't want to be running you know like Two other things to remove artifacts and enchantments besides like crows and grip or you know uh, uh, acidic slime or I've never run naturalize an idiot <laughs> ever <laughs> not even once. Um, anyhow, so I, I and the thing with with bolt is I I'm 
classically more of a control player than I am a uh, a aggro player. So it's just like you can stabilize. You can stabilize with control down to like whatever. And it's just like if you're within the range of three, it's just like you're like every top deck. It's like how many bolts do I have to counter in order to remain in the game? Um, and in modern, you have to counter not four. Usually it's about 12 um, because you have to worry about Snapcaster. You have to worry about Lightning Helix, which in my mind reads Bolt. Um, and so it's 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 a card that demands a counter spell every time if you're playing against it. And you've, you've already slowed the game to a state where you were hoping to seize advantage. So um, that's my I, point, I guess. I think I did think of a card. And once again, me saying that I hate it, is not really true. But there's one card, and it's not that I, I even hate it. It's just when people play it, I'm never expecting it. It doesn't really make me angry, per se. It's just situational, and I never see it coming. So I will just say this. Fog. <laughs> <laughs> because I hate the feeling of having the win Take and then not having the win. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, this is... There's no blue? All right. Here we go. Swing. And someone's like, fog. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and so I, I, I think that maybe but even then, like I said, do I really hate it? Well, I mean, so, how many... Well, that's... Yeah. Well, that's right. So how many people around the table hate the card, but then... Like, I, I get... I feel like all of us probably hate the cards we chose because of for similar reasons that Joe had. Not yeah. that we hate what the we hate that the card exists. It's more that it's like I now have to like what I thought I was going to be able to maybe even do might not be happening. Right. And that's probably one of the worst feelings when you feel like in magic when you feel like you've got something together. So like even with So you know, should we just change it from cards we hate to cards that we hate the way it makes us feel. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, yeah, because I think that's a better terminology because with that, there's tons of cards. Like, like I said, I hate the way fog makes me feel when I'm about to win. Because I can appreciate. I hate counterspell when I think I've got the best combo going. I no, can appreciate. I actually it. hate uh, counterspell. I can appreciate what people like about Possibility Storm. Like it's why I kind of like Omen Machine, even though it's. In some ways, it's even worse. Because <laughs> it's like, nobody gets to do anything anymore. You're doing what the omen machine says. And that's hilarious. Um, and so, like, I can appreciate why someone like Dave would play Possibility Storm because he wants to see everything okay. go nuts. Some men but it makes me angry. <laughs> that, that, that's a good point. Because when you have... There are given decks, like the, the group hug deck, like you know that you're giving everybody value. Hopefully you get more, but you're you're giving out like you're Oprah. You get, whoa, whoa. You get stuff to everybody. No, 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 no. That's not how group hug works. Not in Dave's no. deck. Any, okay, groups, he's gonna play group strangle, it's fine. No. No, he plays yeah. I actually do play you group listen to the podcast? I make sure to give people more value than I will ever get. He talked well, about he, this. He himself podcast. you get more value off it, but still. So every deck is built a different way. You might have a deck like he mentioned where you have things that induce chaos, like possibility storm and things like you just want to see the world burn and that's fine but you know there are other cards where like joe mentioned that in order for you to combat them you have to either rework a significant portion of your deck to try to combat it or you just have to deal with it going back to cyclonic rift you can windmill slam that in any deck running blue it costs a single blue and it's instant speed so you can hit that at the cost one blue and one, blue. Yeah, one blue and the colorless. Right. Yeah, so. But you're never realistically you're never gonna cast it for its hard cost. You're gonna overload it. No, I'm just saying but, there is a colorless cost in there. Yes. Yeah, but it's you know, one blue and and six. So seven total at the end of some uh, turn before you, and then you have free reign to do whatever you want and get your combo off and you win, or you just invalidate the game and feel like, oh, the game's not going well, I have a bunch of mana, people are doing things, I'm not. Um, let's reset the board and you can just any deck that's running blue it, there, there's no restrictions it's not hard it's not like you're running like I don't know uh, what's it uh, doom blast or something it's like you get to pick a creature and everything else goes away you need three colors for it and it's a sorcery speed so it's it, it's very unrestricted in how you play it that's why I love it um, <laughs> we're gonna move on to our last topic um, so uh, since this is the end of the year cast um, you know we, we recalled the past year let's look forward to 2017 um so i guess 
What are you just quick, you know, just a quick roundup, something you're looking forward to in 2017 as far as Magic the Gathering goes? As quickly as possible, Commander 2017. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited for the uh, the second round of the Kaladesh Inventions. I have my own list of what I think is going to be in it. So, hoping to be right. I, too, am interested in seeing what happens in Aether Revolt in terms of inventions. I'm hoping for some uh, rather swaggy reprints for Commander. Um, maybe something along the lines of, uh, you know, like some Darksteel Forge or something like that, you know. Something something sweet. Um, since it'll be a while, I think, till we get some uh, new shiny artifacts again. Mm. Um, I'm also hoping that there is a new Tezzeret in Aether Revolt. If there is not... I will be very, very sorely disappointed. Mm. I'd like to get my Super Friends deck made, finally. Because I built it a long time ago online, I want to make it real. Yeah, yeah I mean, just the... I mean, sort of piggybacking off of John, like, I just want to see what they, you know, I just want to see what they do. Like, at design, design of magic is the craziest, is like the craziest thing, and then at the same time, it's, it's like, they do it and you're like, oh, I can't believe, I can't believe nobody ever thought of that before. Um, so I'm, I'm excited just to see in general all sets across everything uh, I'm curious as, uh, what I'm looking forward to most is you know, Aether Revolt's cool and all but uh, Almonquette uh, yep. is the, the yep. one afterwards I'm curious to see what sorry <laughs> I'm Still curious to there. see what you know the Nickel Bolas is playing and like I wonder if they're going to reprint is he, is he dead? I don't remember no I wonder if they're going to reprint him like if we're going to get a new Nickel Bolas Planeswalker and like what that's going to look like you know that'd be cool probably going to have more gods too well at least that wasn't exactly what I was going with I'm actually looking forward to the Egypt, it being an Egyptian set and I've always had a fascination with Egyptian mythology so I'm just curious to see how it goes when it's applied to magic uh, I'm also excited for Aether Revolt but mainly because like I said before art's what got me into the game and that was a very very pretty looking set mm-hmm. in Kaladesh mm-hmm. and kind of interested in the art the art style for everything in there like I've got like a card from Kaladesh in this mainly because I only opened like two packs and it's one of the trains Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. uh, thank you so much for listening. Happy holidays. Yeah. And uh, see you, you next year. Yeah, see you next year. Have a nice uh, time.